Hey folks, welcome to the House of Krauss. Well, actually, welcome to the downstairs of the House of Krauss. It's where the gym is. Now, I don't spend a lot of time down here, but two of my guests today certainly do. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is an actor who every time out seems to look a little bit different. I guess doing the De Niro thing. Uh, Nightcrawler, he looked like he weighed 98 pounds. The next movie, the one he's got coming out, the one that we're about to talk about, called Southpaw, he is jacked. He is cut like a, a Greek statue. Uh, he plays Billy Hope, a championship boxer who loses everything but hope. Stars opposite Rachel McAdams and Forrest Whitaker. Of course, we know him from other movies like Jarhead. He was Jack Twist and Brokeback Mountain. Uh, was nominated for an Academy Award for that film. He's an interesting actor because he's an actor who takes chances. He's an actor that kind of puts himself out there. I think there was a time in his career, seems to me anyway, that he tried to make movies like Prince of Persia. He tried to make movies that were possibly going to become franchises. It seems what all of young Hollywood, except for a, a very small percentage of them, are looking for are movies that they can spin off into sequel after sequel and, and have a career, a kind of guaranteed career, playing one character. And Gyllenhaal seemed to dip his toe in that water and then step away from it and has gone on to make really interesting films like Zodiac and End of Watch, Prisoners. Uh, so we talked with him. I talked with him about Southpaw, talked with him about anger issues. We talk about a lot of different things. We talk about gun control. Conversation is uh, focused, yet kind of felt like it went all over the place. First up though, I want to play just a little bit of an interview that I did uh, a year or so ago when uh, Dwayne Johnson, probably better known as The Rock, when Dwayne Johnson swung by the House of Krause. Now here's a guy who is pumped up. Here's a guy that makes 98% of the people on the planet feel small and insignificant, except when you talk to him, he's focused, he looks you in the eye, he peers like he wants to be there. And that's not always the case when you do these celebrity interviews. They don't always look like they want to be there. He does. Whether he does or not, I don't really know. Maybe he's a, the, the, the world's greatest doctor, but he feels in the moment and he feels like he wants to be there. And we talked about that a little bit. We talked about Hercules and the myth of Hercules and how being someone who's incredibly well-known you have this mythology in modern day that, that grows up around you. How do you deal with that? How do you stay grounded, as grounded as he appears to be, when you are being written about all the time, when people you're telling you you're great all the time? And I found his answers really, really interesting. I've enjoyed a good amount of success. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for everything that I have. Um, it sounds like I'm cheating right now, but but like Hercules, um, <clears throat> not buying into the myth, not buying into the story, but just being being aware of it and being very grateful for who I am, and just always being and making sure that I just continue to uh, approach every project or everything that I do as if it's going to be my last. Because there was a time where. You know where I where there was a time where I was in Canada, by the way, and I was yep. playing for the CFL. Where I was sleeping on a mattress that I got from the garbage of a sex motel. I'll never forget it. It's true, <laughs> true story. So 
for me, those those times are kind of in the forefront of my mind. You have to, yeah, I guess that's what grants you, right? Just it, always thinking back that, you know, when it, 20, you know, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. you were sleeping on an old dirty sex mattress, right? Is that, is I, that? I was, sure, yeah. I was. So the wolf is always like scratching at the door. Yeah, and yeah. it's always good to, to remember that, that's important. Now think about that dirty sex motel mattress the next time you watch Dwayne Johnson on Ballers, which if you're not watching right now, you should be. It's very good. There's Academy Award talk for Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw, and not just, I don't think, because he transformed himself from the 98-pound weakling that he played in Nightcrawler, the last time we saw him on the big screen, to uh, just a beast Uh, in the form of Billy Hope, a boxer uh, who has his life torn away from him, his life ripped apart in the movie Southpaw. I think there's Academy Award talk flying around here because he's very good in this movie. In a lot of ways, uh, the film is a conventional underdog story, but the performances lift it up. Here's my conversation at the House of Krauss with Jake Gyllenhaal. So much of this movie is about home. I don't want to give anything away, but there's a really touching scene between you and Rachel McAdams. Mm -hmm. Just take me home, I just want to go home. Mm -hmm. Your daughter says that to you at some point. Mm -hmm. You lose your home at some point. Mm -hmm. You're trying to reestablish it. So what I, I, I guess what the question is, Where do you live? Well, no, yeah, yeah, can you give me your idea? What, What do you think of when you think of home? Well, I think there are a number of things. One I think is there's the, the, the home that sort of stays with you and yeah, you, you, you move around with no matter where you go and those are the things that you've been raised with and that you've been taught and good and bad because yeah. um, I, I don't think home is just necessarily only full of warmth which, I would, which is my first instinct when I say that and then when I really think about it I think home is a very complicated thing yeah, yeah. Um, um, my want is to think that home is just like always loving and amazing but I don't think that's true um, but I, I think that uh, for me, my actual home is with the people who, you know, see me. Right. Um, see you for who you are, like, or, or just physically see you. Well, yeah, well yeah. no, not necessarily just yeah. physically see you. I think see you for who you are, yeah. 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 And I think um, when I say see you, I think, like, I mean, like, do love you for that, yeah. you know. And there's an energy when you meet people who you want to be around and who want to be around you. And I think that that, that can really feel like home. Um, so I, I don't, I'm actually not one who believes that it's one specific place. Though I miss home and I love New York City, like where I live, you know, and I, I miss it because, you know, my sister is nearby and my mom is nearby. And, um, but I also love it because of the community of people and, the theater there that I'm friends with and all the relationships that I've made over the past few years and um, and and the sort of base that I, I've decided to sort of yeah. I lay my things. Yeah, create a world there for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Because it's a much different thing. I mean, it used to be that if you were going to be a movie star, you lived in Los Angeles. You had to live in Los Angeles. It's right. what you did. Right. But, uh, but I, I, I think that by living in New York, you're setting yourself apart from that and you're creating your own thing. I mean, I don't, I don't think I try, I try not go about it in the way that I go about it in the way that I go about it. Yeah. You know? And like, I think the people that I admire as artists are the people who 
really listen to themselves, even if it means, you know, the detriment of, you know, what people might consider success or something, you know, to me, I'm, I, I think what success is like, uh, you know, I, I, I would rather be myself, you know, and, and do what I love than, you know, listen to someone else and follow that, that rule and be unhappy, you know. And I think we see that with the choices you make, including Southpaw. That yeah. when we first see you in the movie, uh, you're getting your arms, ta- your hands taped up, and yeah, you're listening yeah. to that. And you're, you're, you, the first look in your eye, and I was like, this is not, un- this is unlike anything that I've seen you do before. Hmm. It, it, there looked like there was a, a look of intensity, but also kind of a look of emptiness that I saw. There's fear, I think, probably, yeah, too. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Billy's a really scared character, you know, in a lot of ways. And I think sort of fronting in different ways to try and present himself a certain way. And, uh, but I also think fear, a great motivator for him. So, I mean, that I mean that was a big thing in that trying to psych yourself up, you know, get ready for something. But, you know, I think the idea of being tough, you know, is, is also about admitting your fear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt that the character lo- had had a, a, a maybe an unexplored, sensitive side, mm-hmm. but one that he certainly had to he had to discover. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, he, it was almost there in the early scenes of the movie. It's almost there. Yeah, he loves his daughter. He deeply, loves it. And, and when he's at his home, mm-hmm. his world is much different, mm-hmm. right? And his physicality is different. Mm-hmm. Everything about him is different when mm-hmm. he's in that safe area, mm-hmm. right? The world that we establish at the beginning of the movie is a world that's based from like him having been an orphan and her having been an orphan and them trying to create this space that's yeah. like it's big and lavish in this weird way but at the same time you know because I don't think they even understand what it is to like make a home what it is yeah. it's supposed to show off this sense of like all the things they've earned but I think deep down inside they really they really love each other, yeah. and I think they really love their family, and and they really love their daughter, like really deeply. Well, those that scene, you know, after the fight at the at the house is probably the most important scene in the movie for me. Yeah, because it sets up everything, everything. that comes afterwards. If you don't buy in, yeah. If you get to the movie 15 minutes late, you're not going to understand yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because you won't understand the bond that those two characters have, or three characters have. Yeah, absolutely. That family, yeah, absolutely. What was it about this that appealed to you? I mean, it wasn't just, I would I don't want to put thoughts in your head, but it could have been, well, I can transform and do something that way. You know, it, 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 there's more to it than that. What is it about this kind of redemption story that, that made you sit back and, and say, yeah, I got to do this one? Uh, I think really the scenes with him and his daughter moved me so much. And I think... The idea of a guy having to deal with his own anger, his own rage, having to come to a place where anger is no longer destructive but can be productive, that you don't dismiss anger, mm. but that you understand it. That journey was really interesting to me, the idea that I could explore that in my mm. own anger. Um, you know, sometimes things pop up, things that can be very destructive in my life, like my own anger, and I think... Man, if I was only curious about this feeling instead of letting it kind of control me, right. if I could stop and go, hmm, what is that? Before I go, and it was that funny thing about gun control. There was, I saw this Australian comedian talking about gun control, and he was saying, like, everybody should be able to own a musket. Because by the time you finish putting the powder in and doing the thing, you're like, you motherfucker, I'm going to... 
eh, whatever, you're a good guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it takes 15 like a, minutes yeah, to learn. It takes yeah. a minute and a half. And by the time a minute and a half gets done, you're like, eh, nah, whatever, you're not a bad guy, it's fine. Um, and, and that's really the issue with gun control. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but I think like that journey of being able to be curious, to learn about myself, and then also to create a character that, you know, can really be based, you know, as a, a child, it's about a child, he's a child really early, who's never grown up, who's yeah. always been taken care of, who then learns how to be an adult. Yeah. And that, that journey, regardless of the tropes and the, the sort of cliches of things that you've seen before, is the fundamental journey of the movie, and to me, wholly original, because it's something that I want to do, and no one can do it the way I can right. and I can't do it the way someone else can yeah. and so Antoine and I wanted to make it individual and even with all the things you know and I think the things you know and the things it says is that like there is a place for hope and that you can hope and that you know hope you know does triumph you know um, not just like literally I think more figuratively do you learn from characters frequently I That's mean I, I would think reason. it would be sort of kind of the other way around I'm not an actor I don't know I would think it would be the other way around that you were informing the character but perhaps not no I think the journey the experience of like of preparing for a role and meeting the people along the way while you're preparing for the role and the experience of that is what I learned from do you know and, it, and it's, it's really that that um, teaches me you know all the people that I like the people I spend time with all those relationships are an accumulation and like that's that's where I learn everything I don't think I I bring my own experience yet to a role, though sometimes I, I do, but right now in my life, it's about learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning from other people. Oh, that Jake Gyllenhaal, I just can't quit him, but I can quit you, that's it. It's time to shut down the gym at the House of Kraus, put the pool noodles away, spray down the elliptical machine and shut it down for another week. My thanks to Jake Gyllenhaal for coming by. My thanks to Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. My thanks to you for coming by every week. We're starting to get a pretty good community over here at the House of Kraus. We love seeing you come by every Monday for a new show because you never know who's going to stop by the House of Kraus for a visit. <laughs>